In this episode, we discuss the lost Australian film, Wake and Fright, which we say is on Netflix streaming, and it was for like a couple of weeks, and it's not anymore. But I personally would say it's good enough to pay for, so seek it out, why don't ya? Oh yeah, dude, there's a bunch of shit on this uh, DVD. Blu-ray? Bunch of shit. Interview with the director, commentary with the director and editor. Oh, you, do you um, get the DVD of this or the Blu-ray? The Blu-ray, yeah. Wake and Fright? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, It's even got an it. obituary for Chips Rafferty. <laughs> Who's Chips Rafferty? I don't know. I think it was the... Uh, was that the main character? Or? I think it was the old sheriff guy, the old policeman. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Rediscovery and restoration of the film, not quite Hollywood. Madman propaganda. All right, Madman? Yeah, I think that's like the the distribution company. Madman propaganda. Yeah. I actually turned the. I've got the movie on right now in case we get an argument about whose sister was whose. And then you're wrong. You're like, oh, you think? <laughs> then you can be like, oh, I'm, I'm wrong again. I'm sorry. You still say I was right. You still say you were right after we even yeah. looked at the book and it said you were wrong? I didn't look at the book. You looked at the book. Oh, Nobody wow. was anybody's sister in this movie. Yeah. Well, there was only, what, two girls in the whole movie? And one yeah. was just, like, touching herself with uh, cold water on her fingers? <laughs> I remember that. That was fucking hilarious. Oh, oh it's hilarious how horrendously, discomfortously hot it is in Australia. Dude, she was loving that. She was really enjoying that water. Yeah, cause I know, because really it was a tiny respite from the crushing heat. <laughs> exactly. That, that feels good. Oh, okay. Good point. Yeah. That's why I put some of them weirdos like uh, pain and bondage and stuff. You think they because should go when to Australia? Because when it's over, it's like, oh, wow. I don't think that's why people uh, are sexually into pain and bondage, is because uh, you feel better when it's over. I think it is. <laughs> I think a lot You're of things. wrong about let's, that, too. Let's look it up. So you just get bonded and on, hurt. I'm... And you go, okay, untie me now, and I'll jack off to how good it feels to not be being hurt. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. All right. So, do hey. we want to introduce ourselves? Hey, what about the slogan, Logan? What slogan? <laughs> Kevin almost said it. That would be the first time, I think. Yeah, I almost said it. <laughs> it's usually a combination of Logan or me or me and Logan. Hey, let's talk about this movie or whatever. Fuck you, Logan. You had to take that from Kevin, didn't you? I'm cool. Don't worry. See, it feels better now that it's over. Are you, are you, <laughs> Wait, are you jacking off? <laughs> <laughs> Is my camera on? Oh. <laughs> no, so it's okay. Go ahead. Welcome to... Hey, let's talk about that movie. Or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Hey, let's talk about this movie or whatever. I'm Logan. And I'm Kevin. Wait, no. Wait, yes. <laughs> Uh, and I'm... Who are you? Uh, you you said you were me, so I said I was you, so let's... Oh, wait, I have to edit this episode. All right, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> All right, so I'm Logan. I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. 
Hey! Wake and Fright is a 1971 Australian picature, which uh, did very poorly originally in Australia. But there is quite a resurgence and recognition of it as a great classic. It was regarded for a while as the lost Australian film, as it was completely unavailable in any format. And last week, I noticed it was on Netflix. So I picked it. And we watched it. It stars Gary Bond and Donald Pleasance and Chips Rafferty, which I understand was the one guy that was very large. Uh, he was the guy, the, the cop. They kept making him drink the beer. Oh, he was the guy with the Australian accent. Is right, that right, right. What right. you're doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, thank that you. was good, right? He was Jacques. Jacques. No, it wasn't Jacques. It was Jacques. Jacques. No, Jacques. He he was a policeman at, at uh, what was that town called? Bonyaba. 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 It's clear you're not a yaba man. Did anyone else want to say yabba? Like they say yabba, <laughs> and they'll say dabba do every time they said it because I really did. I didn't think of that until just now. Yeah, it actually took me a little while to even understand that they were referring to the town. Because it is like <laughs> it is like Bunyaba or something like that. Bunyaba? But they, they, yeah, Bunyaba, yeah, but they dropped the, Yaba. Yeah, they dropped the first part. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? So did you think that Yaba is maybe just what Australians call Australia? I, I thought that maybe it was a beer. Because <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, you're not a Yaba man. If there's one thing there is plenty of in this movie, it was beer. Yeah, the synopsis is basically uh, Gary Bond plays a, a school teacher, which uh, back in those days, this is the way that they got people to teach in horrible places like he was stationed, is you have to put up a $1,000 bond uh, that you would have to buy your way out of if you wanted to stop teaching. So he is a teacher in this very desolate place, in Australian Outback. And during the summer, he goes on holiday, sort of. And then life ensues. Australian Outback. Life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was kind of presented as a horror movie. And it kind of is in a way, but it's just kind of just showing some stuff that would happen. When I first uh, heard about the movie, it was kind of... It was described as a horror movie, and I don't know if I would put it that way, but... I wouldn't put it that way either, but, I mean, it, it is I mean, There's definitely some horrifying parts, yes. Well, okay. this movie was a pretty good allegory for my life. <laughs> so... What did the a- kangaroos represent? <laughs> We'll get into that in a deeper discussion. <laughs> okay. Kevin, would yeah. you recommend this film to people who haven't watched it? Hell yeah. I would recommend it to anybody that's not, like, squeamish. Logan, no. would you recommend this? This movie, it's... Honestly, I... For the first hour or so, it's... You don't have to say honestly. We'll believe you. Just say what it, what it yeah. is. First hour or so, it is slow as hell. And I was really bored for the first hour. Then starts stuff just starts going apeshit. And it becomes really interesting for about 
40 minutes. <laughs> I disagree. I think I it, do I do too. I think it was a slow boil. Wait, a slow burn. I don't know. It was a slow burn beginning, then just like there's like 30 minutes or so where it just started going stuff really crazy, then it slowed down near the end again. All right, Logan, would you recommend it? I if you're looking for something slow and you have a lot of patience, then yeah, it's worth checking out. I I don't think it's I don't think it's that great in all honesty. But I did enjoy it. Like I, I kind of flip flopped between like beginning, I was like, uh then the middle was like, oh, this is pretty cool, then the end I was kind of on the on the edge. It's not bad. i if you have any interest in it, I'd see it, but I wouldn't really recommend it for most people. I thought it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I you the last thing you said you wouldn't recommend it to most people. That's like most movies that I really like. I probably <laughs> most, most movies people. that are good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'd say for the first half hour, it mostly just made me want to go to Australia. <laughs> well, that's what that's that's what I was just thinking is what kept what kept me interested in, regardless of the pace, was it's just so interesting to see these this uh, culture. And the way it's presented, I mean, the, when they're doing the coin flips, I swear to God, they did that for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I watched the whole damn thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like rooting for it. Just like the the people that were betting on the. See, yeah, I was I was never bored by yeah. any of that. See, that bored the hell out of me. Like flipping, yeah. a, flipping coins. I'm like, wow, it's boring as hell. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> Logan, what did you think of the very first shot? What was the very first shot again? I don't remember. The very first shot, it just starts out looking. It's like a uh, like a crane shot. It's up high. <laughs> it's looking down the train track, yeah. and you just see a building on the one side, and it just slowly rotates, so slowly until it like goes around the other side, and there is fu- nothing. Yeah, it's you, just you can see it's for just at least dirt. twenty miles, uh, probably. Yeah, it's just dirt and that fucking train track. And then when you get back around, there's another building on the That's, other side. I mean, it's cool. It's a pretty cool shot, like, most definitely, but I still... Were you bored by it? <laughs> <laughs> Were you bored by it, Logan? It was the opening shot, and I just wasn't... I don't think I was really paying that much attention. I was, like... Lo- Logan, tell us honestly. Were you bored by it? Yeah. I was bored by this film, uh-huh. for the most part. Yeah, see, I was fucking wrapped <laughs> with that <laughs> opening shot. I was just into it. I loved it. So that's just uh, our taste. And that's maybe why I was into the whole fucking thing and you were bored by a lot of it. A little uh, trivia. Th- that opening shot is the menu for the Blu-ray. So it just will keep going around <laughs> and around <laughs> and around. Ah, oh, I want that to be my desktop <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I thought that was amazing. And then you like go into the building and you find out it's a school. And I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, so there's like two buildings there, a school and a hotel. And <laughs> there's just a little platform for the train. Makes sense. And what what was that one called again? Tabunda. Tabunda, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know why I remember... All of the places that they went to. I, Those are really I weird. Yeah, the names like get jumbled in my brain. That's what I usually I don't remember stuff that uh, 
is a little more familiar, but I remember Tabunda, Bonyaba. I guess it's just two places, so it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all two places on this film. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it I, I love the slow pace of it. I love finding out little tiny pieces of of uh character and uh just the development of the story uh piece at a time. Yeah, I loved like after after that long slow ass shot and you go to uh inside the school. I just loved all of the kids just sitting there quietly so waiting for over. him to let oh, them yeah. fucking go. And him just kind of sitting there and looking at his watch. I'm sure Logan was also looking at his watch during that scene. Um, did I miss it? Where the hell did those kids go? I don't know. <laughs> did they just live like in holes out in the, in the <laughs> desert? I don't know if, like, maybe they actually do walk a few miles through the desert They'd to get to, to school. Maybe there's another uh, yeah. stop on the train or something. Yeah, I don't know if they were doing that or if they did maybe ride the train, but I don't. I figure anywhere else the train would actually stop, like, must have more than that. Right. So those have got to be, like, weird Outback kids that just live in the <laughs> desert. What's in the Outback? They might, be, they might live in the hotel. I figure we would have seen them, though, right? Or at least heard got a them. bunch of kids. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't go sit quietly in their rooms. No, well, maybe they did live in the hotel, but they're just gone all day. Yeah. Out fighting kangaroos or something. <laughs> well, they got to learn at some point. How to fight kangaroos. Yeah. yeah. Those things when, are vicious. When the reckoning finally comes. <laughs> Great kangaroo reckoning. So the first hour, I was pretty fucking bored with it. Like, it was just lots of drinking, some gambling, more drinking, you and more drinking. son of a bitch. <laughs> but then... They went on that kangaroo hunting trip. Shit got crazy. <laughs> shit really? Got, That's shit... when it got interesting to you? It yeah. wasn't until people started shooting guns at kangaroos? Yeah, yeah it was. That's when it started going. His, the shots became more frantic. It was a lot more cutting. Like, All right, me and me and Kevin are going to talk about the first hour, and then we <laughs> jump in. So uh, Gary Bond, uh, what was his character's name? John Grant? Grant, yes. John Jack. Grant. Jack. <laughs> that's what uh that's what, that's what Chuck, he gets on the hops on the train to Yaba, it's uh summer break. And he goes into that bar, and I love this. <laughs> that the bar like has a sign posted that the establishment closes by order at six thirty. He walks in and the guy's like he like he leaves the door open and the guy's like, Hey, shut the door, we're closed. <laughs> And so he shuts the door and continues on in to the place that's packed and just packed. serving tons of drinks to everybody. Yeah, I love that for two reasons. One, <laughs> that there, uh, that's fine. <laughs> hey, just shut the door and it's fine. We're following the order. You can do whatever you want inside as long <laughs> as the door's closed. And two, because apparently all the other times the door is wide the fuck open. Like, that's how you tell if a bar is closed in Australia is the door is shut. Uh, um, did he say where he was going or why he was going to, to Yava? I don't think he did. I think he was just trying to get away from nothing. Right. 
And uh, he did eventually, like, he was trying to go to Sydney because that's where his lady lives. Right. Who you who you never see except through little flashes of, like, memory of her on a beach. Yeah, he's got a little photograph, and then they have really just the one flashback, right? Uh, It, it comes back, though. It's the Does one it? flashback, but there are flashes of it later on. Also, her bathing suit was nuts but i was into it yeah i would have been into it (laughs) like maybe i don't know maybe that was more of the style at the time but it looks (laughs) crazy to my modern eyes she had onions hanging from the (laughs) from the belt that was the style at the time (laughs) that was a simpsons reference logan (laughs) right away when he gets to yaba he, he takes like a taxi and the guy starts talking to him like this is the greatest place in the world. Yeah, he was saying like he was just going to be there for the night or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got to see more Yaba than that. Yeah, <laughs> it's still like a little place. And I mean, it, at least I, it seems very small. His explanation of why it was so great is nobody cares who you are or where you're from, <laughs> you know, as long as you're a good bloke, you're all right. You if, know, yeah, if you're a good bloke, you're all, you're all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> So then he goes to that bar, and the guy who was a cop, apparently, maybe a sheriff or something. He looked like a a sheriff. Yeah, he just comes over and starts talking to him. And this is (laughs) one of my favorite things. is just he, like, he has a drink, and the cop, like, the sheriff, he drinks his drink down just straight away. And then just, just one pour. Yeah, and then he just looks at John and like kind of looks down at his drink. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's a beer. That's and, not how you drink a beer. And then when uh, John drinks his beer, he's like, oh, I'll go get us another one. And he comes back, gives him his. <laughs> he drinks his immediately again and then looks at John, looks down at his beer, looks back. And he like keeps buying them. Yeah, and he uh, John tries to get away at one point. Like, he's like, Goes to get his glass to go get more. And he's like, no, that's all right. I'm going to leave. And he follows him and just keeps drinking with him. And the guy, he looks completely offended every time he is the least bit uh, antisocial or not hammering down a beer. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I just love how many times he looks at him and he looks <laughs> down at his beer. <laughs> also, the the atmosphere in that place was god-awful, right? It's just like bright, gross lighting. And the people were just like basically stacked on top of each other. Yeah. A bunch of them were shirtless. I mean, was it all men too? Uh it's it was pretty much all men. I think there maybe there was a, a waitress or a bartender that was a girl. Yeah, I think there were some ladies there, but the patrons looked to be almost exclusively men. But yeah, then he they find after drinking like God, he probably made him drink like at least four or five beers that we saw. <laughs> and then they like stumble out and he tells him to he's hungry. He says something else first. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I know what it was. Oh, he wanted to go I, somewhere else and drink, didn't he? I, I had to turn the uh, subtitles on for a few times. I I feel like I'm pretty good at discerning accents. But just this was so just fucking thrown out there and like a lazy who gives a shit. 
And in the Australian accent and were words that I have no goddamn context <laughs> for. I don't know what you're saying. So the when the sheriff comes out, when they come out, the sheriff is like, no, as long as they're closed before the show, they shot. I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? I backed it up a few times before I had to put on subtitles. And he was saying, no, as long as they close before the show, they're shut. I still am not totally sure what that means, but I know what he said. Close before the show. Huh. <laughs> I think he means as long as they shut the door <laughs> before they uh have the live music, which that was great. <laughs> oh, the the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> yeah, the old dumpy dude scene. <laughs> I was super confused by that for about oh, four yeah. seconds. Yeah, it's uh I forgot. It's like Christmas movie. Logan, you're still here. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is I a forgot Christmas that it's like hot in, in uh Australia. Yeah, because it was Christmas. it was summer Christmas break in Australia. And um so they go across the street. And the officer is immediately like, "Yeah, hey, come on, they got great beer in this yeah. place. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so this place has the great beer. You're just <laughs> drinking ten beers in the other place. Just sort of just hanging out before you go to the place you like. <laughs> yeah, I imagine yeah. Matt would be really pissed off. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you take me here first? And that was that was the line I keep repeating when he goes, "Yo, Jacques, like I'll pass out if I don't eat something." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, it's clear you're not a yabba man." <laughs> yabba man, you're the yabba man. <laughs> I don't know why I just <laughs> have that in my head, and I love it. You're it's the yabba man now, exchange. dog. It's just a funny exchange between <laughs> good one, basically two strangers. And I think it was just so, he just went into such movie voice, like old time yeah. English movie star voice. You're the Yabba man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Come on, let's show you where to get a steak. And God damn it, this steak. They go up, they just say, hey, let me get a steak. And I was drinking because I was watching this movie and it was a huge trigger for me. So I started <laughs> drinking a lot. And I was like, oh, that steak will be so good. I would tell him to put eggs on it. When the steak comes up, there's automatically eggs on it. <laughs> Just you, automatically. Literally, all they really said is... And, <laughs> and probably yeah. a 15-ounce steak. All he, all he said is, let me get a steak. And the guy's like, all right, put some eggs on here. <laughs> Do this shit. Like, that's just automatic. And it was $1. Fuck. <laughs> I could afford to live there. <laughs> In the 70s. Yeah. That's if you could keep from gambling, mate. I want to go to Australian outback in the 70s and just become a severe alcoholic and murder <laughs> kangaroos for fun. Oh, my uh, God. Like that, like at first it was like, okay, they're good, they're killing kangaroos, okay. Like, Logan, we're not to that part yet. Thank you. So, <laughs> the crazy thing is in the back of this place that has steak and beer, um, there's tons of dudes all gambling. They're betting on flipping coins, Heads which is tails. amazing. Yeah. 
just heads or tails. They flip two coins. If it comes up one of each, there's no result. You flip again. That's great. <laughs> and they're just like throwing money around. Looks like the uh, stock exchange or something. Oh, yeah. And that was the other thing that the sheriff like explains to him. Like all the guys just kind of get their own money. Like they lay it down. They yep. tell somebody like, yeah, I'll bet you this much. Like, hey, what are you betting? Throw yeah, I'll down. bet against that. You put your money down and then you just get whatever you win. And there's never any fights, which is, again, that's amazing. Oh, that's when he meets Donald Pleasance is after they look at that and then he goes back to eat his steak. Right. He's, he's eating it and uh, Donald Pleasance is sitting oh, there yeah. chugging beers. Yeah. And he's like, he's talking about uh, after uh, Jacques fucks the hell off and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's like, hey, I, you clearly, you kind of bristled when he touched you there. What do you have against him? And he's like, oh, you know, just these stupid people want you to be as stupid as they are. And he's like, <laughs> he's just kind of like, he's like, oh, it's, uh, it's death out here for the farmers. Uh, worse than death in the mines. You want them to see sing opera as well. <laughs> And he asked Donald Pleasance what he did, and he was like, I drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and appar- apparently he was like keeping a tally and a notebook of the heads or tails coins flips. Right, because uh, didn't, didn't the cop ask him? No, it wasn't the cop. Or did he just volunteer it? Was, it? it was a guy came over and was like, how's it going tonight? And he's like, oh, it's almost two to one for heads. It's a spinner's night tonight. Which you find out later, spinners can only flip for heads. You have to bet for heads if you're spinning, which means flipping. <laughs> Man, I want to go there. I could live in that place. This is a really good movie. This is the first, <laughs> first horror movie that I was like, yeah, that seems pretty cool. It really didn't seem like a horror movie to me at all. I was it, expecting it, it. It didn't, but... Yeah, like, the way it was kind of presented as a horror movie, and I knew that, you know, it was in the outback, I assumed, like, maybe the desolation and shit would start to, like, like, the guy would be totally isolated and start going crazy and hallucinating, and it would be that kind of thing, but it's not. It's just just this guy in a small town, pretty much. Nobody is murdering anybody and nothing... Like, nothing supernatural happens in any way. But they, uh, I mean, he starts betting some money. He cashes his paycheck. Oh, yeah. First, he bets some money, and he runs to his hotel room, and that's when he's looking at the cash. And just, he's realizes, like, if I just bet a little bit more, I can get out of my fucking teaching bond and leave this goddamn shitty, awful place. <laughs> you know, and like, that's when, at first, when he was doing that, I was like, Dude, just save it. Just wait. Like you're, you're fine. And I'm like, why would he make such a stupid decision? And then I was like, oh, he's been drinking heavily for like hours. <laughs> <laughs> that did not help. <laughs> also, do you remember that place? Do you remember the opening shot? That's where he's lived all year. Yeah, I know. In that place with two buildings. Yeah, that still doesn't mean you're apt to like. That's not why he made a stupid decision. Cause, just because he lived. He was living there, though. I think it... No, I no, no. It, it factored it. in. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was... De- you could tell he was desperate. I mean, also, watching it, I'm like, man, that's a bad decision. But you could <laughs> see it in his face. He's like, this is it. This is my one and only chance. 
And also, that was the bet that he wanted. He wanted to bet on tails. Yep. But they said spinners, because he was flipping the coins, spinners can only bet on heads. He yeah. should have stuck to his guns and just stepped out and bet on tails. That um, probably would have started a riot. Yeah, but after uh, after he lost some money, he cashed his paycheck with the sheriff. That is great. <laughs> I love that. He just gave the sheriff his paycheck and he cashed it for him. Yeah, I'm starting to think you're you were just in, born in the wrong era. It's not <laughs> Australia you love. It's small towns. Ah, maybe. <laughs> just small towns where people force drinks on you constantly. <laughs> you're like, wait, I have to drink here? Oh no. <laughs> If Matt were born in the, like, 40s, he'd be Otis from Mayberry. The place where people judge you really harshly if you don't drink. Which, that's actually, later on in the movie, he gets a cab ride. And the guy's like, hey, well, come have a drink with me. And he's like, no, I don't. And the guy's like, I just drove you all the way from here, and you won't come have a drink with me. And he's like, what is wrong with you people? Rape your wife, burn your house down if you don't have a drink with you. It's unforgivable. <laughs> that was a good scene. I like that because it just came out of the blue. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. All right. So basically the dude loses his money. Wait, how did he end up at that dude's house? He left the hotel the next day and the guy offered to buy him a drink. He's like, oh, I don't have any money. He's like, it's like oh, hey. that's right. Because, yeah, the, because the it older cuts, guy, the little guy. It, it cuts from the, yeah, yeah. It cuts from the flipping and gambling just straight to him laying, laying naked. naked in his <laughs> <Face> bed. <down. laughs> and that's when I was like, ah, fuck. I accidentally picked another movie with male nudity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that cut. It was pretty funny. It was pretty great. Like, you're looking to see the result, and they don't show it. <laughs> like, there's no sound of the, the coins. It just comes yeah. down. He's looking down. Just cuts to him naked in bed. Yeah. And then... Uh, he left his bag bags in the bar. Right? No, he went to the bar. He was just going to the bar, and the guy was, like, insisting he that That's he let him buy, yes. a buy him a drink. Like, he was he's, at the bar. He usually said, like, okay. no, I don't have any money. I don't he really want like, to drink you. He's like, I didn't. He's like, it's like, I said I'll pay for it. I said I'm buying. Okay, you so sit there, and you have a drink. So that's when he left his bags there. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So he drinks with that guy and goes to his house, and they just fucking sit around at his house drinking. <laughs> and they meet his daughter who it's and it seems like this dude has a drinking problem. Oh, are, for sure? Are you are you sure about that? I think so. Did, seems did that you way. spot any men in this movie who did not have a severe drinking problem? By the way, the uh, tagline of the movie is like blood, sweat and beer. There's nothing else out here, mate. So yeah, they she's like uh his daughter Jeanette's like, ah, dinner's lunch is ready. And he's like, oh, we're we're gonna get really more drunk first. <laughs> then they do and pass out, and then they're waking up later when those two fucking dudes are showing up. Those are very large guys. They're like just kind of hanging off the ceiling. Yeah, I like at at this point in time I still thought it was a horror film, so I was like expecting him to get drugged and <laughs> You were waiting for something to happen. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, I know a way you can uh, make some money. Like it was gonna be the, the most dangerous game or something like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I kind of actually thought it was too. <laughs> well, like, just... I was I was expecting like, yeah, here's how. Yeah, and but something fucking awful would happen. Yeah, but it never happened. Nope, <laughs> just some regular, regular, everyday awful stuff happened. It's just those guys show up and they just fucking start drinking, and he's like, "Oh, I should leave." He's like, ah, (laughs) shut up and drink tons of more beers. (laughs) He drinks Uh, way more. And then uh, this was uh, probably uh, my favorite line of the movie. (laughs) Which is uh, later on in the night where he's hanging out with Jeanette. John is like with Jeanette. There's just like other people have just shown up and there's just piles of empty beer cans. And one of the guy like guys like nudges the dude whose house it is and kind of points over at John and Jeanette. And he's like, like, hey, what's wrong with him? Rather talk to a woman than drink. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy responds, school teacher. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, oh like God. that makes sense. Yeah. But does, so it, does looks- Donald Pleasant show up? Yes. Right. <laughs> the guy who you met who was just like a crazy weird drunk just keeping tally in the place i don't remember uh, his character's name doc doc the, okay. oh, that that makes sense yeah uh john goes off with Jeanette. they go off for a walk and, <laughs> and she has clearly like she has expected to bang him because she has worked herself up and just lays down is like breathing heavily just waiting for him to do stuff to her and so he like <laughs> Sort of starts to, and then he starts puking, and then she's crying, <laughs> and then he goes a, back to the party. That was a hell of a scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anything like that. That was crazy. It was pretty good. <laughs> and then he's just fucking at the party, just drunk and lit as shit, and just flashes of stuff. And I, I love that, too. Of them carrying the him. Flashes of them carrying him. That was, I mean, it was like <laughs> maybe two shots. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of how it feels when you get that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up in that shed that just that's a house where Doc is living. <laughs> and he's he's slept there in Doc's place, uh, which seems to be mostly composed of sheet metal. And oh, yeah, uh, it's just a shack. Yeah. And he's cooking breakfast. And Doc makes a point of telling him when he asks that he does not own the house, but he's just living there. But never says like who owns the house or what it is. Yeah, it's like and I can't. It's like I can't just stay here with you indefinitely, can I? And then he says it's not my place. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's four p.m. when he asks what time it is, and they're eating kangaroo meat breakfast. Oh God! He puts a mound oh, of fucking kangaroo meat on his plate. I'm like, oh. He cracks open that giant bottle of beer and puts it in front of him for him to drink. Because he asked for some water and he's like, yeah, we got water. It's for washing here. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) And he asked for a Tylenol or something. He asked for something. And it's like, it's like, no, here, I've got something better and pulls out that doctor's bag. And it's like, here, drink this. It's like, oh, no, I'm allergic to it. Just drink it. There's nothing in there that'll hurt you. Wash like, it down with some wash beer. Wash it down with a beer. <laughs> uh. And that's when they get into uh, 
his his uh doc sits down donald pleasance is like he's like he's <laughs> like i'm a medical doctor i'm also an alcoholic <laughs> it's like big giant eyes smiling at him when he says that and he's like my uh, uh like my my condition keeps me prevents me from practicing in sydney but it's hardly noticeable out here <laughs> And he, and he doesn't, uh, doesn't charge because he's very unreliable or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so he just helps people and people give him beer and food. And he lives in somebody's place or nobody's place. Who knows? And also it was during that whole thing where he mentions how John got weird after his episode with Jeanette. And then he's like, we've all had our episodes with Jeanette. <laughs> that is when he said that. Yeah, and John wanted to leave again. And he was like, nah, come on, stay here. We're going hunting with those two crazy dudes from yesterday. And that's when they take him off to the part that Logan is interested in. The kangaroo hunt. The kangaroo poach. That was so crazy. It's so fucking insane. And that was, that was, a lot of that was real footage of kangaroos getting shot at night. Yeah, I know, like... At first, it's like, okay, they're hunting for food. I understand people hunt for, for sport, <laughs> whatever. But then... No, they're just bored. Yeah. But then they start, like, it became a fucking massacre. Like, they were killing, like, dozens of kangaroos. Yep. And, like, you you can see... this. I think they did a really good job acting, because it seemed like the doctor, like, or, like not the doctor, but the, the teacher, like, John, started getting, like, a little dis- bothered <laughs> yes. by it. The teacher, John. <laughs> yeah, well, it's John or Jack. He, he was he was Martian. <laughs> yeah, at first I'm like, wow, these are some really well trained kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, they, just, I, they just fall over like they've been shot. Yeah, I wondered if they were gonna, and then like, yeah, it got kind of a little gruesome. Yeah. At the end of the movie, there was a thing that said that the kangaroo murdering scenes were uh shot during a a license like a kangaroo hunt by licensed hunters but uh jail read a more recent thing that said that the director went out on a trip with kangaroo poachers and shot the kangaroo massacre scenes so yeah i guess i guess it's just you know like, yeah, those kangaroos are going to get massacred anyway. Like, I'll get some good footage of it for this movie. Which, did I see it right that they, like, took the bottom half of the kangaroos, perhaps, and left the top half? That's what it looked like in that, I think, the last time they showed them. I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> I don't I know. I thought that. maybe they took, maybe it was the... And I also seem like, like the they tail? threw, yeah, like they threw a big chunk of the the ass and the legs, I guess, into the car. I don't know. Like, I assume that maybe that's the good eating part of, <laughs> of a kangaroo. Uh, which I was, they apparently, like, contacted and worked with the, like, animal rights groups, like the uh, whatever groups those would be in Australia at the time. and. They actually wanted the director to use more gruesome shots than he did. Like they wanted him to, 
Yeah, they wanted them him to make it as absolutely gruesome as possible, and he he didn't quite make it as gruesome as they wanted it. To just try and you know get it across what was happening to the kangaroos there. It was pretty fucked up. <laughs> yep. Oh man, the 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 shot of the guy fighting the kangaroo though. <laughs> That was pretty good. Like that was awful, but that was that was good. Guy just fighting him and fucking slitting its throat. Yeah, that's pretty fucking brutal. Yes, it was. And that was the school teacher, John Grant, seemed like he was actually having a lot of fun on the kangaroo massacre. Like he seemed like he really got into it at a certain point. At points it seemed like he was into it, and at other points it seemed like he was like, Oh, this is kind of gross. Uh, especially like when they made him like kill a kangaroo up close. Yeah. There was a wounded kangaroo that they wanted him to finish off. Well, he offered to do it. Like he's like, and Doc was like, I wouldn't do it. I was wondering if maybe what Doc gave him at the shack was like ecstasy or something. (laughs) Like amphetamines. Yeah. If it was ecstasy, he probably would have felt more empathy for the kangaroo and be like, Oh, Let's hang out, kangaroos. Well, he does when they want him to kill the little baby. The little baby. And they're like teasing him for not wanting to slaughter a a baby kangaroo. <laughs> I love after the massacre when they're just at... Like, it's it seems like... Uh, it seems like that was... That was a guy's house that he maybe served out of? That's what it looked like to me, that, like, he serves food out of there, just not in the middle of the goddamn night. <laughs> yeah. And they just showed up and, like, started throwing shit at it until he came out. And then they hung around, and the two crazy dudes were fighting, and Donald Pleasance was talking some shit about Socrates. <laughs> like, I cannot accept your premise, Socrates. Affectability. Progress. A vanity spawned by fear. And then he drinks a lot of booze. <laughs> yep. And then at some point in his his babbling <laughs> and the two dudes fighting, uh, the teacher just falls over in his chair. <laughs> and eventually Donald Pleasance is like, where's Socrates? And then I don't remember what gets him started, but he just goes fucking nuts, flipping shit over. Well, he was yeah, trying to get in that on on that uh, that fighting with those two guys. Right, right, right. Hey, he seems mad at those guys, and then he just starts smashing the dude's house and business up. Yeah, like I was like, "What the fuck?" I just know one of the things about it is whether they're fighting, you know, roughhousing at that place, or like I said, they like knock a hole in the wall at one point with a chair. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, or fighting Pleasant. kangaroos. The, it. They all seem so natural and comfortable with it. Like this is yeah. just such a normal part of their life. Yeah, those those two uh two big crazy dudes seem like brothers just in how they acted and <laughs> were just fighting each other. Well, I mean they were like just playing around and one of them gets hurt and then it fucking gets crazy. They ramp each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like floor. you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> starts breaking shit like crazy. But yeah, uh, Grant is sitting at the table so fucking drunk, he just falls over. And Donald Pleasance is like, where'd he go? Which we haven't mentioned okay. yet, but anyone who doesn't know who that, who Donald Pleasance is by name, he was the 
the psychologist that hunts Michael Myers in the Halloween movies. Yeah. Hmm. Did you recognize him from that, Logan? No, I actually haven't seen the original Halloween movies. <sighs> well, pull up Wikipedia. Which I'm you watching. haven't seen the No, I original... haven't. I haven't seen a lot of classic movies, which I'm trying to get around to doing. I was actually going to watch them this year. So I haven't watched them yet. I, I would recommend you turn off the recorder right now. And go find Halloween. It's a good film from what I've been told. It's a, a seminal horror flick, if I if I'm using that term correctly. A seminal one, like uh, <laughs> like like it's from the Seminoles. Yeah. Like Are you saying seminal or seminal? He said seminal. Seminal. And you're like it's a seminal horror flick. Not seminal. made here in Tallahassee. Not seminal. <laughs> seminal. Or is it seminal? <laughs> It's one of them words, anyway. And then John Grant and Donald Pleasance's character named Doc go back to his house, and those dudes banged, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's they what happened. They made it seem like it it was about to happen. Yeah, because they were wrestling, yeah. and they looked at each other's eyes. It's like, because you could tell, you could tell, like, when yeah. they looked at each other, like, those dudes are gonna fuck. <laughs> Their mouths were getting, yeah. like, real close they, and shit. They were, like, on top of each other and, yeah. like, grinning and giggling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah watching that, like, those dudes are gonna fuck. Then it oh, comes, yeah, and... That tells that, like, John, uh, John, like, John Grant, like, half his clothes are gone, the guys, the other guy's not wearing any pants, then waking yeah. up. Which, as far so, as, uh... Um... And, and he, he's, like, Super uncomfortable. Who do you guys think was the bottom? I think the doc was. I no. I don't know, man. <laughs> it had to be the school teacher. No, I think I, it, could... I think I think it was Doc because I think he's a lot more into experimenting. So he yeah, see, I could do that. I could see it going either way, and I I was just about to say Doc said earlier when he was talking to John Grant about him and Jeanette about all the stuff that they got up to together. And he was talking about experimenting, and he was like, yeah, you know, maybe it's weird or whatever, but at least me and Jeanette know ourselves better than most people. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I was, um, I think that, yeah, I think they were just like, I think he would have been like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just gone with it. And as far as like, um, there being a horror scene in the movie, this is like the most... This has the most feel of a horror scene. Which one? The ones where they banged? Yeah. I mean, it was well, like lots of uh, quick cuts and uh, ominous music. And I mean, it was like something awful was about to happen. <laughs> I, I would say the most horror scene things other than the kangaroo massacre, though, was probably after. It was probably when John Grant comes back. Because he leaves. And he just starts traveling. He's trying to get to Sydney and he goes, he ends up at that, uh, that bar in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, just going up. There's a guy with a tractor trailer and he just goes up and finds that guy. Offers to trade him the rifle that the the brothers had given him. Yeah, that's right. As, (laughs) as he was leaving Doc's house, he's like, yeah, I'm going. And that (laughs) was, There was totally an air of like, yeah, all right, you got to leave. Like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> all right, you're leaving. All right, well. 
Yeah, and that was, was definitely like, a morning after scene. So yeah. Yeah. Something happened. <laughs> he was like, they made you a gift of that gun. And he was like, oh, and he takes it. And Doc's like, bye. Bye. <laughs> That was such a weird <laughs> buy. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. It's because it was awkward. Because they just fucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, he makes. Did he t- does he take the cab out there? Is that when he yells at the cab driver? Oh yeah, I think it was. And then and he then gets to ride on the truck because he thinks he, they're going to Sydney. Yeah, he he's like <laughs> out of money. He's out of money and he goes to a place and he barters. He just, he's going to trade the gun to go along with him to where he's going already. And I actually thought during this scene, I thought that he said, I'm going to Sydney. And it sounded like the other guy said, I'm going to the city. Yeah. John Grant actually said, are you going to the city? See, it sounded to me like he said Sydney, but Logan, I assume you had captions on through this whole movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Since that's how you watch everything? Yeah, that's how I watch everything. I put captions on everything. I don't trust those fucking captions. Because you know what? There was one time early on when the sheriff's like, hey, how's it going to a guy? And the guy says, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which, you know, to me just means the same thing that, you know, whatever it is you say to that question, which is just whatever. <laughs> That's what that means. But it said, great. In the caption. <laughs> like, I did not say great. I watch a lot of captions over here, and it's funny that it's funny to see the differences. Some are just like completely different. It's like they don't even try to stick with the script. They do condense it as much as possible. He's <laughs> trying to give you the gist of what yeah. we said. Yeah, and then some is it's clear that they misheard. Yeah, like on um, news broadcasts, anything that's uh, got a remotely live feel to it or unscripted is just but, off the rails. But I really think that John said there, I think he said Sydney. And so then the guy drives him and takes him to the city. Which city? Yaba. <laughs> but that's what the yeah John was like. I thought you said you know Sydney, and he's like, I don't know why <laughs> I said the city. But he did at least. He gave him his gun back, so that was nice at least. That's when John goes to the bar, finds his luggage, and he's like, "That's my luggage." No, he and- had his luggage before that. Before he left. I'm pretty sure that's when he got his luggage. Like huh. that's when he, cause that's when he went back to the bar. And I remembered before when he was betting, like, you know, he had on that nice coat and they, cause they referred to him like as the guy with the coat, like 200, <laughs> the guy with the coat. And then they're like, Oh, where's the guy with the jacket? You know? Ah, uh, oh, there you are. I thought I lost you, mate. And then he comes back to the bar. He's shirtless, but still has the jacket on. And there's like just fucking blood and dirt all over it. And he looks like goddamn hell. And the sheriff sees him again is like, oh, you need some more beer. Here you go. (laughs) And I think that right there was when he got his luggage. And then he... No, he got his luggage before that. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I did. Already did. When did he get his luggage? Right, like before ap- he left town. Yeah, after he had the awkward goodbye conversation. After he fucked that dude, he had changed his clothes after before he gets the cab ride. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he takes 
the gun and his luggage back to Doc's little shack and just fucking sits there with that gun <laughs> just pointed at the door. Like he looks for Doc like he's going to kill him. Like he's going to kill him when he walks in the door. And then he eventually, like, he turns the gun on himself. And then Doc walks in. <laughs> like, hey! <laughs> right as he's about to shoot himself. I guess he startles him. Yeah. So the gun fires. And then it goes to him in uh, in the hospital. Oh, I love that. When the sheriff is, like, going over the report with him. Like, about how he accidentally, like, drops the rifle or something. Yeah, I and thought... He's like, I thought it was going to cut to being a horror movie there, and it was going to be like, oh, yeah, this is what it was. And then he was going to, like, Sheriff was going to take his hand and sign it by himself. Take the guy's hand. And the guy was just going to be a paraplegic. Like, he like he was going to be brain damaged. He wasn't going to be able to move. And he was going to spend the rest of his life in that town. <laughs> his worst nightmare. That's how I thought it was going to end. But it ended up more subtle than that. <laughs> so, yeah, he's kind of like... Like, uh, I'm just, I know you're in a, in a situation here. I'm just going to read this report and I'll let you sign it. That, uh, I went to my friend Blobbity Blob's house and had the gun after hunting and I dropped it. I thought it was unloaded and it fired into my head. <laughs> it was so sweet, too. I don't know. I like that scene. <laughs> but so then he leaves and Doc is there. He kind of say goodbye again. Yep. And then he goes back to Taboonda, his old teaching job, back to his old fucking hotel with that drunk ass dude. And that maybe it was just me, but I, you get the feeling that maybe this has happened before. <laughs> I could have. That's what I, that's kind of the feeling I got. Like you, this is something that happens every summer. <laughs> Like, so the guy was grinning at the end. Yeah. Hey, you guys. I wrote down the menu at that restaurant where he got the dollar steak. Nice. Steak, one dollar. And chips, ten cents. The lot, fifty cents. Snags and veg, ninety cents. <laughs> Snags is a type of sausage. Curried rice, sixty cents. Pie and float. I don't know what the fuck that said. Pie and float. Sounds delicious. And then, and then at the bottom it says coffee free. Is it any wonder I feel like I could be a Yaba man? <laughs> no shit. You'd have a coffee in one hand and a beer in the other. Yeah. Just drink all goddamn day. Especially the way they would just give the beer away. It might as well be free. Yeah, especially if you're uh if if you're either new to town and people just the sheriff just wants to get you really drunk <laughs> or you have pills that you can give people and you can just get beer for free. Coffee's free and then steak and eggs is $1. As far as character moments the my favorite was the cop giving him the beers and just chugging his down. Just, just looking, just looking at looking him like, back. what are you just, waiting for? I just love that look. Like it was yeah. so blank, but just so meaningful. Like he just looked at his face down. It was in his like ear, it didn't even make back sense. His face. It was like he could not comprehend why he had not drank that beer yet. <laughs> it was like he was almost trying to figure it out. Like he's just waiting. Like yeah, oh, it's still not drank. I thought maybe I missed something. Let's look back at his face. Is <laughs> like, he drinking it? Yeah. Yet? <laughs> He's like, that's odd. Yeah, I could live there. 
the coffee's free, and then the steak and eggs is a dollar, and I could win $200 from flipping coins. $200 there, I could live for 200 days off of that. <laughs> I'm going to Yaba, you guys. If that's a real place, I might look it up and then oh, just yeah, be sad. Is that like your Valhalla? It's where you want to go when you die? <laughs> it's so I, sad and I, dusty <laughs> and drunk. It's like that's where you believe you'll go if you leave a good, live a good life. That's yeah. not too bad. It looked a little too hot for me. But... That's what I really liked about this movie is it was kind of horrifying, but it was just life. It was the like horrors it was of real life. life. Yeah, it was life in a harsh place. But like I said, even at the craziest, it seemed very natural. I feel like maybe that's why it was sort of presented that way as a horror movie, just because they didn't know how else to categorize it because it was such a downer. Yeah, it did. Um, I read that it did very poorly in Australia to begin with, and people were kind of mad that it presented Australia in such a harsh, like, backwater fuck shit light. But Nick Cave called it the best and most terrifying film about Australia in existence. See, I would think it would be Wolf Creek. I don't know that. It doesn't exist. It's a horror film based on uh, a true story. It involves a serial killer killing these people who need help in the outback. Like, their car breaks down and he murders all of them. But that's not about life in Australia. That's about it's a based on a re- yeah, it's based on a real life story. Yeah, that's about a serial killer that happened to be in Australia. Yeah, this is just about life in Australia. Yeah, maybe that's why it did poorly at the box office. People didn't want to see it. Like, oh, we see this shit every day. I don't need to pay to see what my life is like. <laughs> I'm too busy hunting kangaroos and fucking that dude's sister. Fuck that dude. <laughs> I am too busy hunting kangaroos and fucking Jeanette. That's right. They all fuck Jeanette. Uh. <laughs> hey, look, it's Jeanette. Hey, what's this? Are we in front of a mirror? Is this a tea? Don't hold this, a mirror up to this society. This a theater screen or a mirror screen theater. That's a fucking great review if you were Australian in 1971. Now I'm going to write That's an awesome. Australian 1971 guy's review. Oh, and man. I'm, Time travel reviews. I'm going to type it up on a paper and then spill beer all over it. <laughs> I love you, Australia. If any Australian people listen to this, if if any Australian people do listen to this, please email me and invite me to come hang out with you in Australia. I will do it. I wonder if Tabunda has grown at all. <laughs> like maybe they have a Starbucks. That's probably all that's, it is. That's all. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only way it's grown. The school, the school shut down, the, the motel shut down, but they've got Starbucks now. The, they're still little kids, but they just send them to the Starbucks to get trained in working at Starbucks, which is what they'll do. And then the like one they just kid sell that, each other coffee. The one kid that flunks, yes, they sell each other coffee. And the one kid that flunks out of Starbucks will go manage the hotel. 
Yeah, it's a, a pretty great movie. I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but I mean, I think that I think that made a difference for me. I mean, not knowing um, exactly what was coming, I thought it uh, yeah. it might it might have felt slow to me if I knew that it was such a if the plot developed so slowly. But yeah, I was I was fascinated by it. Yeah, I was super into it. Like, um, it's just that guy's life goes to such shit in such like a natural way. Like, yeah. it's just it. There's never really anything crazy that happens in it. It just just completely organically happens, and it anything, always makes anything sense. crazy that does happen is. Completely natural because of the surroundings and the circumstances and the heavy drinking. Meaning, exactly. yeah, the circumstances meaning the heavy drinking. All right, so here's the question: Would you guys bang Donald Pleasant? Ah, <laughs> uh, he did give him a lot of free beer. Oh wait, no, he didn't. Fuck no. I, I, would bang, I totally I'd did. bang the cop. Wait, what? <laughs> He's the one giving him the beer. I don't think the cop would have been into it. He's a Yaba man. Yeah, through and through. <laughs> okay, you go like, oh, would you do this or not? I'd do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> instead, I'd be Superman and fly around the world. Okay, cool. Good choice. You win. <laughs> that was the best choice out of Bang Donald Pleasant or don't. <laughs> All right, here's another question. If you were Donald Pleasant and you were getting kind of burned out on banging Jeanette all the time, would you bang the beautiful Englishmen that got drunk in your shack? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, I would after only a sweaty wrestling match. <laughs> After you get all horned up from murdering kangaroos all night. Oh. I don't know why people thought this cast Australia in a negative light. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I think we covered the movie pretty well. Yeah, sure. What have you guys been watching lately? Kevin, what you been watching? Uh, I saw Gone Girl the other day. Oh, I heard that's really good. I gotta check that out. It's pretty good. Uh, it's uh, impossible to discuss without spoiling stuff. So That's what I hear. Thanks for not discussing it. Oh, I'm gonna discuss it. Get ready. Wait, are you gonna pick it? Your next pick? No. Oh, okay. Um, and then, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I... Slept through much of the last Transformers movie. <laughs> oh. Wait, in the theater? No. Ah, uh, you should have got that theater sleep. It's so refreshing. It is. And it might have been worth it. Godzilla gave me some good theater sleep. I, I was very refreshed after that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but trans it's almost three hours long for one thing. And I don't know if I missed a key point somewhere in the middle, but there's just some crazy shit that makes no sense happening at the end. I mean, it was it was ludicrous. It was 
one of the worst things I've seen in a long, long time. No. Who is what? He said uh, it was like one of the worst things he's seen in a long time. What was? Transformers film? Transformers Extinction. Wait, is that the one with Marky Mark? Yep. Would you call the Transformers a funky bunch? Of robots? Yes. <laughs> funky bunch of robots. Another good band name. Why would you do that? Why would you call them that? They got pretty funky. Hey, uh, I don't think I saw any of the Transformer movies except for the first one. And the weird thing is, I thought the movie was awful. But the worst parts of the movie, I felt like if the whole movie was that, I would have loved it. Like if the whole movie was just the Transformers being completely horrible. Like, I would have been like, yay! <laughs> Thanks for like, making this movie for me! Like, Transformers, like, peeing on people and stuff? Yes, Transformers peeing on people, which, just as that scene, it was awful. and <laughs> Like, this doesn't even make sense. Yeah, if the Transformers were just horrible and just murdering people constantly. Like, if you saw the Transformers have a fight and just squishing people and just sliding around in pools of blood... I would be pretty cool with that. I actually like the part where Starscream, like, he turns into a jet. This is, like, all he does in the film is he, like, shoots down two jets. And he's like, fuck this, I'm out. He just leaves. It's like, yeah, seems like Starscream. Something Starscream would do. Just fuck people's shit up and just leave. (laughs) Hey, was there a scene with one of them jacking off? I think that's... Jacking in. It might have been. It's your fantasy. I feel like it was, though. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm just thinking of my fanfic. <laughs> my Bumblebee solo fanfic. <laughs> that just describes Bumblebee by himself jacking off. <laughs> um, that, that was really not fanfic. <laughs> it was just a story about a dude jacking off and I was like, why is nobody reading this story? And so then I was like, oh, I'll say it's Transformers fanfic. And I just replaced the word penis with robot penis. (laughs) Case closed. Problem solved. Most popular story on the internet. So what have you been watching, Matt? I don't remember. (laughs) This is what happens to me. I'll watch like 10 movies and then I'll You'll ask me, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I need to start making lists, because I'll be like, oh, I watched so many movies this week, I can share it on the podcast, what I watched, and then I don't fucking remember <laughs> I, what they were. I'm still on a huge anime kick, so like what I've been watching the past few months. Like, I watched, I've been watching just, like, binge-watching anime series on Hulu or, where, or wherever, like, Hulu or Funimation or Netflix, just fucking finding binge-watch 12 episodes. But I've been I watched Fate Zero, which is pretty good. Tokyo Ghoul, which is alright. And something else. Oh, Dead Man Wonderland, which is weird, but interesting. Hey, if I watch any of those, we'll talk about them. Yeah, I, I think you'd like Fate Zero. It's actually really good. It's probably the best of the three that I mentioned. Tokyo Ghoul's on Hulu. And it's okay. Uh, it is is Fake Zero on Netflix? Fake Zero is on Netflix. They're I'll actually yeah. There's actually like a a new series that's coming out now. Fate Stay Stay Night, which I think it's 
I think Fate Stay Night came out before, like in 2005, because I found it on the Funimation website. But they're doing another series of it from a continuation of Fate Zero. So the first episode is out, and I've been watching that on Crunchyroll. I'm going to be watching the next episode on Crunchyroll. But yeah, it looks really cool. Rick and Morty, I rewatched. <laughs> oh, the Kevin, DVD came Rick out and Morty. Yeah, the DVDs came out recently, didn't they? Came out this Tuesday. Where where can uh, I find this thing? I I knew they were coming out, but I don't have any money. So. Uh, you can watch it on Rick and Morty on Adult Swim, or you can probably adultswim.com, or you can probably just buy the DVDs now for the, of the first season. Okay. Yeah, as as of this past week, uh, it was still free to watch all the episodes on Adult Swim. But if you do buy the DVD, I'd be super interested to borrow it, <laughs> assuming that it has extras. Now, Rick and Morty is a really good show. Yeah, it is. And I assume season two is coming out soon if they release the DVD. Um, uh, it's supposed to come out next year. Oh. Uh, yeah. So not for a little while. I guess they don't just I don't... got. Dick, ar- dick around like every other TV show does. They just release the <laughs> series right before the other season starts. Yeah, have you guys uh, have you all seen uh, Masters of Sex? No. No, it's a Showtime show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> I caught up on the first two seasons of it. It's pretty good. I got uh, caught up on Boardwalk Empire the current season. Oh, are you? I I haven't seen uh, uh, last Sundays. Oh, oh but, uh, I got some stuff to tell you. <laughs> I'll or probably not, I'll uh, probably watch it before next uh, the next episode. I won't mention who died then. Hey, speaking of who died, you guys. Well, it's uh, based on real life, so it's not Capone. You don't read history. It's not. Um, it's Arnold Rothstein. He's already dead. Wait, which scene is which season is the current season? Fifth. Oh wait, is if anybody's listening to this who's never watched any Boardwalk Empire, twenty seconds ago was a spoiler. Don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, like, right, so, so, so like uh, who I, like me who hasn't watched any Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, well, fuck you. Anybody who hasn't watched any of it, fuck you. <laughs> Logan. Like, fuck you, I'll spoil it all. I'll go fuck. It turns out Nucky is a robot. Oh, man. Is he from the future? Nope. He's from the past. Oh, that's even trippier. Yep. Back from when, uh, from when society got super developed and then crumbled and had to start over from scratch. And he just wandered until he came upon the boardwalk and said, hey, this looks like a nice place for an empire. If you've ever watched the show, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I missed the first episode. I just assumed that's what happened. He was like a, a Yethian or something. Anyways. I really, I really like the way they've been showing him his uh, childhood. I think that's an interesting Yeah. Oh man, that that guy that plays the like twenty something him. Yeah, <laughs> I would never think that that guy looks like Steve Buscemi, but he extremely looks like Nucky <laughs> Nucky Thompson somehow. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like he has the same mannerisms and big teeth and big eyes. 
All right. So speaking of dead people, uh, <laughs> Gary Bond, the star of this movie, John Grant, uh, died in 95 of AIDS one month after his partner, Jeremy Brett, who played Sherlock for, for many years. Of AIDS, huh? Yeah. I just wanted to end this on a sad note. So Doc Pleasant gave him AIDS? <laughs> and then he gave it to uh, his partner, Jeremy Brett. So I'd be willing to actors. bet that, that Donald Pleasant was uh, patient zero. Let's <laughs> see him and Jeanette's experiments created AIDS. Man, I feel bad for giggling at that. <laughs> you should. You're awful. Yeah. But anyways, I thought this was a good movie. That's what you get for thinking. That is one of the things that I get for thinking. <laughs> so, Logan! What's are up? Are you ready? Are you ready to select that film or whenever? Yeah, sure, why not? I can do that. Yay! It's the best part. Is it? Is it the best part? It's the best part. Drum roll, please. I choose... Kevin, I'm going to put it in in post. Oh. But hold on, let's get... You do the drum roll without Logan talking so I can isolate it and put it in in post. Back. Go ahead. Got it. Logan, go ahead. Filth. The James McAvoy. Hey, yeah. I was just thinking about watching that movie. So was I, because I was like, oh, that's on Netflix now. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, this podcast is good for making me watch stuff that I <laughs> might always go, hey, maybe I'll watch this. And eh, nah. I'll just go drink with this sheriff. <laughs> Kill a bunch of animals. Yeah, that was fucked up. That was so... Dude, you should come hang out with me and Larry Campbell sometime. Watch you kill animals? Who's Larry Campbell? The 90-year-old sheriff. You don't know Larry Campbell? Oh. Oh, man. A friend of ours told me a story about that guy. Yeah, I remember that story. You've heard story. that story? Oh, man. <laughs> I won't repeat it because we might go to jail and be beaten and, and <laughs> raped and stuff. But, but uh, long story short... Larry Campbell seems like a cool dude. Real, real laid-back gentleman. Yeah. I like Somehow, him. I'm thinking that's not the case. No, it really no. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no sarcasm there. <laughs> he seems like he's pretty awesome. You know, if you're just hanging out with him. All right, let's stop, because somebody's yeah, at my getting... door now. Yeah. Who's <laughs> uh, Larry Campbell anyway? Right. We'll talk about it after the show. Okay. And so. Good night, everybody. Good night. Everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Thing You Listen To. You know what it is. Please, if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You don't have to review us if you're shy, if you're bashful about your thoughts. 
But rate us. Just click the star rating. It'll give us a star rating, and people will be like, oh, this, this show's got a star rating. I'd rather listen to it. Uh, and if you want to check us out on Stitcher, if you want to stitch us out on a set, set side or by the website, you can do that. You can find us. You can check us out. You can listen to the show. We love you guys. Thanks for partying with us or whatever. Thanks, guys. Good night. Yeah, it was like, oh, nobody's on this line anymore. It's too silent. It's like, get low. You dropped it. Yeah, drop it like you're low. Dropped it like it's hot. Is that yeah. what he did? Yep. Good job, Logan. Thanks. All this stays in. <laughs> Hope you're proud of yourself. I am. I so am.